This is the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Goodison Park. Hi everybody and welcome back to the latest instalment of our pre-season audio diary. Um, away with the Blues, still in Switzerland, still in the stunning town of Verbier, um, where the Blues are also based uh, for... It will just be over a week. Um, they've been here since Thursday, and obviously we'll travel home uh, after the game with ASA, AS, sorry, Monaco on uh, Friday evening um, to bring down the curtain on what has been uh, a productive um, sort of week, in, you know, week or so f- for the team for Michael Silver. We, we've spoken about this being the period when he, when he wanted to knuckle down and, and get some focused training as much as he can do with a squad that for all intents and purposes, will look vastly different come uh, the end of the transfer window. Um, but yeah, certainly try to make the most of some focused training, many days of, of double sessions as uh, as we've spoken about. So yeah, drawing to a close, but uh, um, just wanted to check in with a, with another entry um, and imagine that we'll see uh, uh, you know a smattering at least, if not you know a, a larger number of, uh, of blues uh, in Verbier uh, maybe this evening and, and into tomorrow ahead of the game on Friday um, and probably if, if anybody is listening to this and he is coming over um, I feel duty bound to sort of issue uh, issue a warning uh, bit of a public service announcement that yeah this place is expensive um, you know Switzerland's well, well-earned reputation for being uh, not cheap uh, is alive and well um, so yeah, it's uh, be warned. It will uh, it may cost you a few bob if you're out for a meal and and, and a few drinks and what have you. Um, obviously, being the uh, ultra professional that I am, I, not a drop of alcohol's touched uh, touched these lips on this trip. But I'm reliably told that at certain uh, certain uh, bars, um, you could be paying up to eight pound a pint. So uh, yeah, that gives you an idea. Hopefully, that's the exception to the rule rather than the rule. But uh, I have been told about certain rounds costing a small fortune, so uh, yeah, just uh, just wanted to flag that up. Um, yeah, so just catch up since our last uh, entry, uh, plenty going on. Um, obviously, plenty of you uh, talking and reading about uh, the piece that we produced uh, from Michael Silva. I had a big sit down with the manager uh, earlier in the week. Um, still loads to come from that, uh, by the way. Um, Michael was in terrific form, um, really relaxed. Candid um, and and re- and really interesting and I, you know I've obviously got to know the, know the manager well over the last twelve months but he's you know he really looks and feels so much more comfortable and confident now uh, you know he's opening up more in terms of he's settled um, you know and he's he's very much the Everton manager and I think you know it, it sort of has has gone a little bit unnoticed that. All those doubts about you know him being a short term manager he doesn't last at places that's you know. You know that that seems to have been put to bed, and hopefully he's uh, he, he's here for the long run, and and it, and it'd be a successful um, partnership between him and the football club. So yeah, no great chat with Marco, um, and obviously the, the, one of the line, well two lines you've you've seen so far. Obviously, the manager confirming that um, a right back is on the shopping list. I think we, uh, I think obviously we'd reported it a couple of months ago, but obviously I think anybody who had any doubts about. About that, were had those sort of wiped away when they saw Kevin Morales asked to play right back for the first half against Sion uh, on Sunday. So yeah, uh, the manager and Marcel Brands and board in the in the market for a right back, and and obviously, you know it's it, it you know coming in as backup for Seamus. So 
whether or not it, it is a you know a small fee for somebody on a permanent or a loan. Um, let's say I wouldn't expect the club to be breaking the bank at this stage on on anything, unless of course, you know, a young player who they've been tracking becomes available and and, and they decide to act. Um, so let's uh, watch this space on this one. Uh, but yeah, as I say, plenty more to come from Marco. The other line that you'll have read, of course, is Marco. Explaining how Fabian Delph, uh, who joined the football club on Monday, has not been brought in as a direct replacement for Adrissa Guy, uh, you know, making strongly making the point that they are two different players, saying that Delph is box to box and gives him flexibility and gives him the option to play a formation. Actually, I think Marco had, had, had arrived at the football club a year ago with the intention of playing, but actually never really did. Um, last season was almost predominantly a four-two-three-one, wasn't it? And um, Marco had actually come to the football club and, and actually in his f- very, very first chat with us he said his preference was to play 4-3-3 but there weren't too many occasions, if at all um, you guys listening might might be able to to jog our memories uh, um, of when he actually did play 4-3-3 so Delph has come in with that with that ability to, to uh to offer that as as an as an option for the manager and, and not as a replacement for Idrissa but of course the big asterisk on that is that his future remains decidedly uncertain. PSG are still circling, and Marco um, will sit down with with Adrissa and, and and I think for want of a better phrase, try to convince him that to stay. Um, you know, we, you know. Um, I think we've all we've all acknowledged that Idrissa wanted to leave in January for PSG, um, describing it as a dream move. The club rejected two bids, one very late and nowhere near what he's worth. Um, but the player got his head down and produced, I think there's a strong argument to say, his best ever form for the football club. He was magnificent, magnificent in the second half of the season. So all credit to him for that. So... Yeah, let's see what happens with that. But Delph, no, definitely hasn't come in as a replacement. He's somebody that uh, the, the club had started talking about in March, and, and by by the close of the season, he he was he was there, inked in in permanent marker as one of the prime targets. Obviously, Andre Gomez, we we knew was a target. He's in Jonas Lossel in as a free, and hopefully, Kurt Zuma. Uh, but let's see on that one. Yeah, so it's, um, so they're the two things that have come for the manager. More to come uh, over the next day, two, maybe even three days. There's loads of interesting stuff from Marco. Uh, news today: um, Josh Bowler has gone on loan to Hull City for the season. Uh, again, I think it was common knowledge that the Championship club were interested, but obviously we uh, broke the news earlier as well that he was in line for a new deal. He assigned a 12-month contract extension. So congratulations to Josh. Um, any of you guys who'd managed to see. Um, certainly the second half of the under-23 season, uh, last season, will know how well he was playing. Um, he found it difficult initially um, when he joined in 2017. Uh, some injury issues which which didn't help. And, and, and David Unsworth very sort of openly saying he was he was having to get used to the standards required um, at the football club. And Unsworth is a very, you know, a very demanding coach in the sense that his players are... I mean, they're the fit, they've been the fittest team in the league. Organization, discipline—I mean, they're the bedrocks of which that title success were founded, and 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 it really felt like the penny dropped with Josh uh, this season. And of course, he was a man that scored the title clinching goal against Brighton, um, a Goodison in, in April. So, congratulations to him. And he said some really um, complimentary things about about Marcel Brands and how you know he he's absolutely convinced that. 
going to Hull is the right move for him at this stage in his career because Marcel thinks it is um, and, and spoke about, you know, really complimentary about Marcel, uh, Marcel's knowledge of, of football generally. So uh, you know, they, those two have obviously had a good chat. And again, another signal of the, of, of the director of football being really hands-on in the, in, in the future of young players and, 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 and you know, we knew and, and, and thought that Marcel would be this fully all-encompassing director of football rather than having that focus on the immediate, the now and, 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 and almost purely the first team. Um, to know he's been, he'd been right in the thick of it. He's he's obviously at Finch Farm. Of you know, I think there was there was some suggestions that he may have come to uh, Switzerland this week, but no, he's been uh, by the looks of things very very busy at Finch Farm doing new contracts and no doubt on the phone constantly trying to uh, negotiate. Obviously, uh, talks with Ad- with uh, RB Leipzig over Adam looking going on. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, as we had it sort of. Last night was 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 the most recent conversation I had on this topic, and that um, things are heading in that direction, but uh, are not um, confirmed, and nothing is signed, sealed, uh, or delivered. As I record this podcast, obviously I'll I will check in again later and see if there's any any possible updates. Um, yeah, um, another piece that we produced this week uh, on Tuesday. Um, I was uh, lucky enough to be able to go down uh, to the Stad St Mark where Everton are playing the games and training, and watch the second session of the day. Um, you look, it was there was no there was no great secrets to be uh, to be dug out of there. It wasn't it wasn't a tactical session, and uh, you know that's obviously why they they were comfortable having people uh, in the in the ground. A small uh, number of the. Uh, Everton Swiss Supporters Club were there. A couple of guys, I was told, had driven three and a half hours from Zurich just to be there. So, um, no, great experience for them, and 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 great to to be there on the touchline for for well over an hour watching uh, the players put through their paces, various drills and stuff. And I hope you've uh, hope you enjoyed the piece you produced. Try to give you an idea of what it was like and what went on. Um, yeah, it was really interesting. And uh, you know, anybody that uh, that tells you covering. Football clubs on preseason tours is, is is all glitz and glamour. Um, they're they're wrong. Um, just a, a small anecdote. Um, so Tuesday uh, around four o'clock, um, a little bit of free time before I was due to see the manager in the evening. Um, so obviously decided to take advantage of the stunning, incredible scenery and, and uh, that is around us, and, and went on a uh, hike. Inverted commas, you know, nothing, <laughs> no crampons and. Uh, you know, guide ropes required, but you know, a good walk up uh, up the many roads and and lanes and stuff that you can that, that take you out of Verbia and up the mountain. Um, and uh, got to the sort of peak of of of, of the planned journey, the highest point, if you like, uh, up, up by the back of the golf course. Here, yeah, <laughs> there is a golf course, believe it or not. Um, and the phone goes, and and person with the rent asks if you would like to uh, come down to training. Absolutely, of course. Yeah, no problem. Um, what time? Five o'clock. Uh, but obviously, you'll need to get down. You know, take your ten minutes on the cable car, of course, to get down and a little bit of a walk. So you know, starts around five, if not just before. Um, so yeah, no problem. The only issue was obviously it had gone four o'clock, and I was halfway up a mountain. Uh, so <laughs> thank goodness for Google Maps, because if it hadn't been for them, I would have had to retrace my steps and would never have made it. Um, so I had to uh, consult 
Google uh, and look for the most direct route down, which took me on a meandering uh, journey through small lanes, uh, left, right, so almost coming back on myself, uh, you know, a crazy route. And obviously because time wasn't on my side, I had to uh, I had to leg it down the mountain carrying foam water bottle jumper um, clinging onto my wallet. I think uh, it would have been a sight for any locals as I... Uh, I uh, tried to run as fast as I could through Verbia, back to the hotel, shower, ready, back up to the cable car and uh, and trying to get there uh, all in time. But thankfully I did. And, and you know, that uh, that mad dash was well worth it uh, just to see uh, see the players put through the paces and, uh, and watch Marco in action. And, and, you know, interestingly for me, you know, he was taking a, a defensive drill. Um, and while, you know, this wasn't a session that particularly... Uh, there, there was, as I said, there was no particular tactical significance per se, and you know, and it ended with small-sided games and stuff. Um, it was interesting that Marco was putting some of the defenders through this fairly repetitive, simple but repetitive drill that obviously um, he deems as something essentially. It was all just about positioning and shape and um, and dealing with with you know routine. Long balls towards the edge of the box, or dealing with crosses—you know, stuff that's bread and butter for defenders. But of course, you know that's you know practice makes perfect. And then I th- you know I think we saw, didn't we, the fruits of that type of labour um, towards the end of last season when we picked up so many clean sheets in the last, last eleven games. Um, obviously, of course, the, there were struggles previously, wasn't there? With set pieces, etc. But you know that's even even now, and even though on the back of that that you know. Um, excellent run towards the end of the season. Marco clearly reinforcing, repeating that, that kind of those simple things, and um, that was just an interesting insight into to what the type of stuff you would imagine would go on at Finch Farm uh, on a daily basis. Uh, so yeah, no great stuff, and and uh, hope you enjoyed the piece we produced. And um, yeah, so that'll be it for this this entry. As I say, uh, more to come from the chat with Marco Silva, and uh, of course the game against AS Monaco uh, Friday evening here. I think it's 5 p.m. UK time, 6 o'clock here. Uh, so stay with us on that. We'll be uh, we'll be at pitch side, um, live updates, analysis, and, and hopefully a bit of reaction. And then across the weekend, uh, probably be putting out a little bit more of the chat with, with Marco. Um, and hopefully, yeah, some interesting stuff to come out for the manager. And hopefully, of course, um, in the not-too-distant future, given we've got three weeks to go, um, some transfer news. Um Kurt Zuma, of course, top of the agenda, a right back, uh, a winger, uh, and a centre forward on the on the shopping list. So fingers crossed, Everton can work their magic. But of course, outgoings are vital to that, and uh, we'll keep you up to speed. Adam Luckman and the future of of other players, James Tosin, James McCarthy, etc., etc. Okay, thank you very much for listening, and uh, we'll speak again soon. You've been listening to the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.